Hey, I'm Bob. I'm Jake. Welcome back to the Nailed It the Podcast, where we talk about anything, all things, and no things all at once. Absolutely. <laughs> Episode two is going to be here uh, for everyone to hear. Obviously, we're recording it now. We're a little later than we wanted to be. It's it's been say a month, uh, <laughs> but these things take time when you're trying to rush, as our last episode was called, to perfection. So yeah. here we are to uh, to keep it rolling. So welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to our many viewers, and thank you to everybody who did indeed listen to the podcast when we put it up that first week. We we hit some double-digit numbers, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. Hopefully, we can keep it going, but first, we have to record something. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I, I liked the feedback that we got from the first episode. Yeah, very good feedback, and people were very happy to give their opinions. <laughs> they were all good opinions. They were all constructive or, you know, things that we can use, so yeah. I'm happy with that. So, what's new with you, buddy? Uh... I mean, it's been taking us a bit to get back into doing this. I've been busy with, you know, side projects, whether that be with comic books, wrestling, or just music in general. I think I, I might have done one acoustic show. Uh, actually, no, I talked about that on the last show, so it has been a while since I've played music. Yeah, we, uh, we've had some time to, to build up some stuff, but I don't have a lot to talk about <laughs> in anything. You know, there's nothing extra, but... Yeah. Um... But yeah, pretty much just been sticking with the training with wrestling. Uh, update on the comic book. Yeah, absolutely. We finished scripting. So scripting is completely done. The book should be fully lettered and uh, ready to go to print. We're aiming by the end of this coming week. So, and you're still on your timetable for a free comic book then? Yep. Uh, uh, for those of you who might have missed the first episode, shame on you. <laughs> but if you did... Uh, Jake has a book he's doing with his brother um, that they're, as he just said, getting into the final stretch here to get it out to people. So, Yeah, we had realized um, how fast we need to get the ball rolling because we realized we're now in April and <laughs> free comic book days in a month. Yeah, you're, you're a month away like this week, the 6th, isn't it? First Saturday, man? Yeah. Oof. So, so you'll, you'll get that. We're going to have to like express ship the books here, like the two-day shipping to get them here in time. What, but, whatever gets it done, man. Yeah. Other than that, nothing's really been keeping me busy other than just those two things. Well, no, I don't think that's 100% true. <laughs> I saw at least, since we last recorded, you, were, you did uh, at least one and working on a second cover song. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I did do uh, some little side projects with recording some covers. Uh, the one that I did release on my Facebook page was Band on the Run. Right, right. Because I think I talked about this a little bit in the first episode, that me being a big McCartney fan and just a Beatles fan and stuff like that, I had listened to the Foo Fighters version of Band on the Run. <laughs> right. And there's bits to that version that I was like, this could be a super heavy cover, which this will lead into my next topic. Uh, with covers. Oh, yes. But, um... You have things to say about I have I have some things to say. I have a certain way that I like doing covers. Um, and I wanted to do a... My own rendition of Band on the Run in the way that I wanted to hear it. Right. Not to say anything about McCartney's or Foo Fighters needed to be changed. But I wanted to hear how I could construct it. Right, 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 right. And I, I was pretty proud of it. Like, I, I enjoy it. I've done several covers that I've... I'll finish them and I'll never do anything with them. I'll right. never release them or I'll never do it. You do them for the sake of doing them. Pretty much. Gotcha. Um, there's been a handful of ones I'll post online. Like I did one last spring of uh, Sweets, Fox on the Run. Okay. 
that was a fun one to do because you don't hear many people cover songs by Sweet. I was going to say, yeah, not, <laughs> not big on the cover lists. And it's always one of these random, like, I'll hear it in a shuffle, and I'll quick write it down and be like, this could be really cool as a cover. Go I back do, and listen to it. I do that it. a lot for adding songs, and then I, mm -hmm. never, then I never come back to <laughs> telling anyone about them because I forget. But yeah, uh, Fox on the Run and Band on the Run were the two that I had last released. But the, uh, the current one I'm working on is uh, a cover of the new Defiant song. I saw that you posted a about working on a cover from a local band. Yes. I, that was just a day or two ago, so, so I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. So I was curious who... It's like, there's not too many local bands that we're all friends with that yeah. you pull a song from. So that, that, that actually tracks. So it's a cover of their new song, Ignite the Sky, which I've been a big fan of since I heard it. Right. And uh, they were so gracious enough to actually let me use it as my entrance theme for wrestling. So, uh, so are you using theirs or are you using? Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use theirs. <laughs> Thanks for letting me use your song. I'm gonna redo it so it sounds like me. <laughs> but uh, it's actually really <laughs> It's actually really funny though because both of them, or uh, both Joe and Al from Defiant, both reached out. And they're like, this song, like it sounds cool. Like we like your version of it. It's super cool. Well, Which made me feel good. That's very cool. Yeah, that's that's cool that they. Uh, they're behind it, not just like, yeah, man, go ahead, because we're friends, we know you, but yeah. do your thing there. They, they gave you some feedback, which is good feedback, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, i trying to think. Uh, anything else that's been going on? So you haven't played any gigs since last week? Uh, no, I haven't done any gigs, but we but we do have one coming up we have one in coming up in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, well, it's, it's two weeks basically from the day, so yeah, which this is not going to air the day of recording, so that would be uh, April 15th. Yes, April 15th at... Riverside Camping Association? Yes, in Lancaster. Full band. Full band on that one. So. I'm so excited. I love our full band shows. So, Dave and Ken will be allowed to play with us this time. Bald Dave and never Ken. I, I, Ken's so, he got so upset about that. <laughs> um, and that's why we're going to keep calling you that, Ken, because I know you're going to listen to this episode. Uh, it's all out of love, Ken. It sure is, buddy. It's all a joke. You know, you know. Drummers don't get microphones. That bleeds over to podcasts. <laughs> uh, and Dave and I have a show Friday night. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because I'm going to... Um, at the... Uh, Valley Tavern in Seven Valley is one of our favorite places oh, to do gigs. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be there. It's their, uh, apparently their adult Easter egg hunt that night while we're playing, and I'm told that's a huge deal, but I've never oh. actually seen one of these things. But I'm told from other clubs that do them what a crazy thing these can turn into. So, And they're talking it up like it's the greatest thing they do every year, so I'm really looking forward to it. You actually. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring, I'm going to take a bucket from work and bring it with me, one of my ace buckets. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what to expect, but I'm I'm expecting a good time because we always do have one there. So. Yeah, Valley Tavern is so cool. Uh, in the times that you guys have played there, that I've come up and played with you guys, right? It's always been super fun. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good time, and you, you'll get your you get your chance. Um, there's a way late in the year. There's one coming, which I don't know if I told the both of you, but the reason I couldn't play is gone now. Oh, really? So, I'm available, but I'm just going to come and watch you guys play. Okay. Since, yeah. So, now you know how I, I feel. The guy who comes and watches, yeah. My <laughs> other gig got canceled because, unfortunately, the uh, the venue's no longer having any air Oh, really? Yeah. Unfortunately, Sickman's Mill down in Lynn Lancaster and Peckway. Oh, went really? All, it's such a great time playing there every, every, well, last year, every like every Friday. Yeah. Band, or once for, once a month, we played. And it's right on the water and outside. So yeah. Cool. And apparently, uh, neighbors are dicks down there the one people that are across the the, the river there yeah um we're calling in complaints like every night yeah the township just said 
you gotta stop and they don't want the hassle anymore so they're not doing any audible music which is a odd thing because they do weddings and stuff there yeah. so they can't have a DJ they can't I, I don't know it's, oh, it's a shame sucks. though we really Joe and his people there were really cool and it's a shame we're not gonna get to do it but I will be around to watch you guys play for once in yeah the, now you, can, now you know how I feel. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I did just discover uh, that that fire department or that like VFW that's right next door. Yeah, there's a bunch of wrestling shows that get hosted right next or right in there. Really? Yeah, because uh, my coach, my coach was wrestling there. Jeez, this was a couple weeks ago already, and, and I had seen the flyer, and it said Seven Valleys. I was like, well, Seven Valleys is not very big. Yeah, that's that's got to be a very specific place. And so I looked up. Like, like I do for anything, is I look up one specific location that I know is in that town. Right. So I looked up Valley Tavern, and I looked up the address of this place, and it's right next it's door. It's <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Man, I thought that was kind of funny. I had to chuckle at that. Cause yeah, I didn't know they did stuff down there. I didn't either. I mean, I don't keep track of all the VFW coming to me. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that makes sense. It's a place that they would have something like yeah. that. So that they, those places always have room. Oh yeah, That's absolutely. Sure. They're always big buildings for lots of people. So. Mm-hmm. Um, anything? What else has been going on? You uh, recent, go recently just went uh, to the underground. Yes, I was gonna. I was gonna get to that. Um, I I know this place. I played there many years when it was Galifties. Mm-hmm. Um, in my my storied career here in New York area. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, not one of my favorite places to play. It never was. Um, it was an old sound system and it was dingy and. Nobody really wanted to go down to the basement, you know. Right. It was, it was, it had a weird vibe. There was a time when it was busier mm-hmm. back in the day, but it got really bad. And then, of course, it went under. Now, I have not been in there since it's reopened. Okay, um, I understand there's all new sound. Oh lights yeah, we did it, and so I hope it works. It's, it's got a cool old school thought to it that you got to go down the stairs, yeah, and literally to the underground, yeah. Um, and I hope they can, you know, work a different way of making it, you know, viable because it. it it was a neat idea, and it had its place, but it died off. When it died off, it died, died off quickly. Yeah. And it stopped being fun for bands to play there. Right. Um, a lot of guys I talked to just didn't enjoy being there anymore. Yeah. From the top, you know, top line down to the, the lowest new guys. Nobody enjoyed it because it wasn't a great room because they stopped caring about it. Mm-hmm. So I understand it's new people and new ways of doing things. So you've been there now, and I haven't. Yeah, so this was my first time being there, uh, and I I had heard that about the underground when they had reopened and everything, and uh, you know, Hot and Dangerous was playing awesome. there. With, Shout uh, out to Hot and Dangerous. Yep, those are every week. I'm sure that's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were playing with uh, the Cretans, the Ramones tribute band, yep. and that was my first time seeing them, which. Those who know me, I don't know if I've ever told you this. You, I, we probably had this conversation. I'm but, sure, but I'm I'm not a big Ramones fan in the slightest. I believe this has been mentioned, and I I'm not either in so much as I didn't. It's nothing I listen to, mm-hmm. and I understand them, and I've covered them. Yeah, but it's not something I'll reach for to listen to, only because it's just not my that style of punk rock is not you know going to Ramones or going to like Sex Pistols or any of that yep. like classic hardcore kind of punk rock from way back and mm-hmm. said just not it was never my music yeah just not for me oh same for me any like I think the only real genre that I, or any sorry the only band from that genre that I will go out of my way to listen to is the Misfits and that's another one I never got into but I think I would I would have to say I'm more familiar with Ramon's stuff which most of the general public probably is yeah but I'm more I've more 
Uh, respect's not the word, although I don't mean it disrespectfully. I have more interest in the Misfits stuff I've heard. Yeah. Than I do any of the other, you know. No, yeah, that's fair. Mainline or well-known. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I had seen, so I was seeing the, the, the Cretans. They opened up the show, and they sounded awesome. Like, it, I, I told uh, some people that I talked to the next day, I was like, I like them more than I like the Ramones. Well, and I, I mean, I've heard some good things about them, but I oh, too yeah. have not seen them. Yeah, and I I had seen videos online because um, Paul, their bassist, is the bassist from Defiant. Oh, okay. So okay. I, being friends with all of them... I didn't realize it was a connection, mm-hmm. there, but I should know better. It's the local music scene. <laughs> it's the local, local. We all do everything. Um, so seeing them live was super cool. They sound, To me, they sounded better than the Ramones, but that's, all, again, because yeah. I'm not Subjective the biggest Ramones. Yeah. like. And um, Hot and Dangerous was the headliner. And they, I think they initially played, I think their initial set was like an hour 15-ish. But they everybody wanted more. So they, they played for an extra 45 minutes. That's understandable. And, um, it, and I was very surprised because they played songs I'd never heard them play. Well, let's, let's be honest here. Not just because we have a personal connection to them and they're friends and we enjoy you know, seeing them play on top of that. Right. They were... You know, just at an award show Thursday night, yeah. they were nominated for Best Cover Band. And that, to me, has a different connotation with that because they don't play that much. Right. So to get that from the peers and the people that set that up and decide who's being nominated to be to win or not win, which they unfortunately did not this year, but I believe it's their second year in a row, too, they got yep. nominated for that. Two years in a row. get nominated for Best Female Vocalist. Yeah. Which, well it's deserved. fully understandable. Um, they have done that with little shows yeah you know there's other bands out there that are playing all the time mm-hmm. and you know let's say your Emily's Toy Boxes for instance right may not never make that ballot and they may not care but if you go to one of their shows it's a polish act they've been doing it for 20 some odd years this lineup with them probably been together four or five years like they they know their thing so if yeah. you're looking at objectively from outside to be a band like Hot and Dangerous that doesn't play that much, to get that on that list with bands is is pretty impressive and well-deserved, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Not For, just because of my personal bias. Yeah. yeah. And um, the, like the other thing is that some of these uh, other bands that I've seen play around here are either playing with a backing track or things like that. Um, to, That's true. To give them an, an assisted backing, yeah. where with a band... And party tracks, too. Yeah. It depends... And to be fair, as a guy who's done been many different kinds of cover bands all along the range, if you're doing the party scene, that's super acceptable, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Right. But they're not. Yeah, and that, that's where I was going at, because like, I, you know, I won't bash anybody that uses a backing track for any kind of thing. Right. But uh, to, you know, to back Hot and Dangerous up even more is that they don't they don't do that nor do they need that they don't need it and doing it with doing the songs with one guitar yeah you know it, it's and basically three instruments three instruments and a, and a vocalist right. like they don't have the dueling guitar solos no, for anything no yeah. rhythm guitar for that matter yeah it's just they, a they standard don't need four it. piece yeah yeah no it's it, they do not need it shout out to the rock doc yeah to the rock doc he knows he knows his thing man that's again we obviously have a personal. Yeah. Friendship and relationship with these guys, but guys and gals, but they uh, they deserve it. I never have, I never tire of seeing them. Me um, neither. You know, I hey, I get in the first show. <laughs> Listen to me, Mister High and Mighty, back in my unhigh and mighty days. I was like, this has been, it's been a while since I've seen them play, 
Because uh, I forget why I couldn't make... You didn't make the last one they did up at Galift... Not Galifties. Uh, Love Drafts. I'm sorry, Love Drafts. Yeah, I forget why I wasn't there. Yeah, we went up to that. Um, and that's the last time I saw them. I couldn't yeah. make it this past gig. I was off in camper land, but... Yep. <laughs> um, uh, and, well, I'm sure you saw the pictures. And I, I was actually going to you took pictures while you were there, which yep. are very good at that, well, too. Yeah, must be nice to have multiple talents. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they were like two songs in, and I saw, uh, who was it? I, I saw someone walking around. It was somebody from PA Musician. Probably Rachel. She was there, but she wasn't taking pictures. It was, okay. it was some, some guy. Um, but uh, I saw them taking I pictures. Was. I'm, so I'm a little out of touch with PA Musician <laughs> anymore. I, I used to advertise with them religiously yeah. for 15 years, probably, and... COVID came around and I just kind of laid off and yeah. I feel bad for that because that family is super awesome. Um, uh, we have kind of personal relationships with them outside of yeah. the magazine, but uh, Rachel is a, a hell of a supporter. So oh my gosh, she's, I, she's fantastic. I love that she shows up when she can, where she can, and she's now with a, a media company too. Yeah, That's her main gig, you know, PM Musicians is her family yeah. thing she still does, and uh, I, but I couldn't honestly tell you who does pictures for him anymore or any of that i know I she, her, her brother's running it basically now her brother okay. Josh Noel, um her, her mom and her her father whitey who passed uh i want to say last year or year before i feel awful for not remembering that but hell of a god man you ever want to hear some music stories it was yeah he's been doing it a long time but i mean they've been doing that magazine for ever for a while um, yeah. and uh, the son took over josh took over it because they were you know mom just didn't want to do it on her own right and I'm glad he did. Uh, and Rachel still contributes, even though she's very busy. And they keep it going. And I, I I'm sure they have other people involved now. So oh, there was yeah. a time when I told you, well, that's this guy that that guy covers this region, and I was, I was paying attention. Yeah. So, um, but I'm sure they have people that go out and do stuff too. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, because I had, like I said, I was, I saw someone taking pictures at this show, and I was like, wait a minute, I have my camera in my car because I think I had just gotten done doing pictures for the wrestlers you didn't uh you didn't even you so you didn't go there with the intention oh well, i'm here i'm gonna get pictures no i i didn't even think uh, like firsthand that i had my camera until right. i saw someone taking pictures i was like wait a minute i have my camera in my car why don't i why don't i take some pictures and i saw those pictures today not yesterday today excellent pictures well thank you yeah. I, well i had said to erica because she had posted well all, all three of them posted pictures that i took and I think I had commented, I think it was Erica's that I had commented on, and I said, I'm really glad you got, like all you guys like the, these, because these are some of the best pictures I've taken. I, I would agree, not that I'm critiquing your pictures, <laughs> but I mean, they are definitely some really, really good shots. So yeah. I think you probably found the sweet spot in there with the lighting and what was going on. And Yeah, it, and it's some, sometimes, as from a photographer's standpoint, it is so hard to sometimes get pictures in such a dark room. Right, 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 right. But that stage is so well lit that I was able to find that, like you said, that sweet spot to... And I, I could see that, and I could see, again, the new lighting and stuff. I could see oh, yeah. in the pictures the difference, because, again, I've I spent enough time playing there. I know what it looked like, and you know, it definitely it definitely lends to getting a cool rock photo. Oh, yeah. The, light, the back lighting's cool, and you got some cool up light, and, yeah, you, uh, you caught some really good images. Oh, thank uh, you. Oh, another another uh, local band that I just recently saw. Actually, I think I saw them. Was it in February? No. 
Probably, maybe it was like late February, but um, our uh, our friends in Leadfoot. Oh, okay. Which you had not seen them before? No, that was my first time seeing them. I believe we talked about this before you went to the show that you had. Yes, seen that's them right. Because you were I telling ex- me how much I'd like them. I ex- ex- yes, I, I definitely know that you would like them because that's your thing. Absolutely. Not my thing. That again, I, I almost feel like I have to preface this every time. <laughs> Nothing against those guys. They've been doing it a long time and they're very good at it. Absolutely. Not my genre of stuff. So I understand why people were into it and I knew you'd be into it because of what they were playing. It was so funny though because uh, so this was at TI's. Right. And um, that was my first time actually seeing a show at TI's. Really? I had never been in that in that back room. Ah, the old tourist thing. I could I could spend several podcasts <laughs> talking about just the times I've played there, nevertheless anything else I ever did. Yeah. There I n- I never played there. A lot of shows in there. It's it's a different room than it was. Uh unfortunately back to the crabby neighbors and sound ordinances yeah. and um they've had to change a lot in there how they do stuff. But gotcha. Um it's definitely there was a time when I would have considered that the best sounding room for a band, at least performing yeah. in York County. Yeah. Period. That is a very cool stage. Like I, I really enjoyed it, and like I said, I enjoyed the music. Right. And I had to laugh because uh, throughout their set, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, I'm jamming, I'm getting all into it, and I'm singing along to some of these songs. And I look over at Lauren, and she's like, "I don't know this song." Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> you do, and she does not. <laughs> but then, uh, like the hook would come come around in the song, and she'd be like, "I know it." Yeah, she had to hear the the most familiar parts. Clearly, that's what the hook is for. I think the one that sticks in my head the most that night was when they played "Lick It Up," the Kiss tune. Right. Because next to the Beatles is Kiss for me. Mm. Hey, <laughs> I look, know we have video this time. You can see the weird looks on you. <laughs> it's not just the whole audio. Um, but not ju- not just Kiss for the makeup and the theatrics. While that is a big attraction for me. Right. If you look at their other stuff, when they didn't have the makeup, when they didn't have... You mean a, the times everyone complains about? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> even I know that. Because like, you look at those albums, and I, like, I have a very big appreciation for those albums, like Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade, Lick It Up, Animalize, and like all those albums. Really? Oh my god, yeah. Those albums are some of the, in my opinion, one of the more, some of the more well-written ones. But also for that era, right? It fits very well. I got you. Because you go back to the first few albums, like the self-titled "Dress to Kill" and "Destroyer." Those are very good '70s rock albums. Which is what they're meant to. Yes. It's a sidebar that I just a friend of mine I went to high school with. He had just posted on on the socials the other day that he was never into Kiss when he was young, mm-hmm. but he's just recently gotten into him, and now he understands what they did for music for the genre and why people were so into them. I, I also use them a lot. I used them in an argument recently. Oh. It was an online argument. Oh, please. Because <laughs> I know you like these. Um, so I I think I had initially sparked this in, like interest, I would call it, uh, through TikTok. I was scrolling through TikTok, and because, you know, you and I both know this, being musicians, we get the music TikToks. There's a lot of music stuff. Um, I was getting a ton of Rammstein ones. That's weird. I'm not sure I've ever seen a Rammstein. Oh my god, I get so many of them. What did you click on? You they don't even like Rammstein. No, I don't. Yeah, that's weird. But that 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 was what also sparked it was I'm not a big Rammstein fan at all. Right. I think I know two songs by them. I think that's probably the, the <laughs> gist of mine. Like I could recognize that it's a Rammstein song, oh, but yeah. I wouldn't know what the song was. So I was like 
listening to these TikToks, and to to my knowledge, those songs that I had heard of theirs through these TikToks were different songs. But to me, they sounded all the same. <laughs> and so I, I took to social media just curiously, not not to bash them or, you know, anything, you know, aggressive or any in any form. Right. But I had put out a post saying, like, can somebody please explain to me what the big draw is for Rammstein? Because to me, every song sounds exactly the same. It's a chuggy riff where they're saying a handful of German words. That's, that's <clears> a pretty <throat> boiled down way but i mean you can boil any any music down to a couple base things that make what their sound is so yeah and um i had, i was getting a lot of comments where people were saying oh the stage presence and their shows are so theatrical i was like that's great but what about their music i said right. look at kiss people used to bash kiss and say they only depended on their theatrics and their makeup and never looked at their actual songwriting that's true where nowadays people are doing the opposite with Rammstein. All of their shows are so crazy, the fire and the and the way they perform. But look at their songs. They're so simplistic. Yeah, and they are, and I guess that... I mean, they're, they're a band out of time a little bit, too, because they, they've endured because of who they are and what they do. Yeah. But they're also from that late 90s, early 2000s peak of weird new metal and, yeah. and chuggy riffs and... You know, oh man, they're singing in German. That's crazy. Yeah, don't know. Duhas is a cool ass song. <laughs> cool. Like I have a, I have a friend that I, jeez, I met at a Comic Con years ago, and uh, this, like, Rammstein is her life. No, oh, that's. And I, I don't get it. That to each their own. I was gonna say that's again, odd, again, again to each to their own. Yeah, it's not, not my thing. It doesn't have to be. Absolutely, to each their own. I won't bash you for making that your thing. Because, you know, like, obviously for me, like, my 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 big ones are Weird Al, Alice Cooper. You know, that's... That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a topic we've already touched on, but no, no, I... I <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it's, it's, it's... Everybody, well, I mean, you gotta find... <coughs> I think we did, and we talked about this, and I don't know how far we got into mine. We got in pretty deep on your love of things last time around. Yeah. But I can easily tell you that... And I think I might, I might have pointed out, I've got Huey Lewis records hanging on the wall. I always forget you know, of how big with, of a Huey fan With are. my Beartooth stuff behind, it's my Breaking Benjamin, and there's just stuff that I, you know, I, I said if I can find a a vinyl, it's one of these days in a shop, if I find a Tupac vinyl, I'm putting it up on the wall, because that was a big yeah. influence in my life, too. There, everybody has things that you don't expect, you know, and you don't have to understand, but mm -hmm. we all like what we like, and for guys like us, it's, it's a musical influence but yeah. for some people it's just it's not an influence it's what they they need or like to listen to because they're not musicians right but music's for everybody absolutely i would say that music is for everyone but not all all music is for everyone right i like uh, that saying yeah. that's very good yeah everybody everybody needs music but we don't all need everyone else's choices nobody needs to be that's mine you should like that i mean i do that to people a lot i mostly tell people what not to like but <laughs> And anyway, that's that's just that's just my personality, I guess. And it, it's actually really funny that you say that because that can kind of lead into my my next topic, which is the one that we were discussing earlier. Yes, yes. Now let's preface this. Jake went on an internet tirade the other day. <laughs> he wrote a he wrote a small novel, uh, which no one reads anything that long no. except me, apparently. Um, but uh, <coughs> he has some issues with the currently very popular T Pain covers yes. that he's doing, which. I will get, give you my opinion on some of that after I let you 
do your, you have a, you have a, a long opinion here, and I'm going to do my best not to interrupt you, and I'll say <laughs> what I have to say. So feel free to tell the story to the folks. So uh, it was, what was it? This was a couple like a, a couple weeks ago now that it was released. I believe, yeah. And um, I had, again, been seeing TikTok. Videos, yeah, TikTok, and people were like, oh, this is crazy. He covered War Pigs by Black Sabbath. And again, me being a enormous Ozzy fan and Black Sabbath fan, I was like, uh, you know, like, the, the Sabbath is legendary and it's very hard to do a cover justice. The, there's, there's people that have covered Sabbath that have done it justice. Case in point, uh, Hot and Dangerous. They yep. do Children of the Grave and they do it more than justice. Right, it is right. fantastic. But, um, so T-Pain releases this cover of War Pigs. I was already against it. <laughs> you went in with a bad attitude. I did. <laughs> However, uh, after seeing the numerous TikToks of people saying how good it is, and I had heard the snippet of the TikTok that T-Pain had posted of it, and it was the first verse. So, like, the generals gathered in their masses right. section, and that part sounded That's awesome. That's the first thing I heard, too. And so I was like, oh, like I was, I was starting to lean towards it a bit. And then um, one of my fellow co-wrestlers or co-trainees um, had come up to me and they're like, you got to listen to it. Like, it's so good. And I was like, all right, I'll give it I'll give it the time of day. So um, I, I think I was on my way to training and um, I was like, I'll, I'll listen to it. So I put it on. So, you know, in the original, it opens up with that big E chord and, you know, Geezer Butler's grooving on the bass. Right. He, he, immediately, they're not grooving on the bass. He's just laying on that E. There's nothing that's keeping that rhythm in the T-Pain version. Huh. So, immediately, I'm like, all right, well, we've already lost that feel. Because, like, you know, you hear that and you start kind of grooving along to the bass. That doesn't happen in this T-Pain version. So, already, I'm like, eh, I'm bummed. Uh, so then we get to the first verse, which is what we've been hearing on TikTok. Sounds like, it, it sounds like T-Pain covering Black Sabbath. I wasn't against this. Um, but then as we get farther into this first verse, which is the parts we don't hear on TikTok, we start hearing unnecessary drum fills, unnecessary guitar licks in the first verse. Which, again, was starting to annoy me. <laughs> because you can do a cover and make it your own, but don't make it so much your own that it just turns into your own song. Right, right. Which I will probably... It's no longer a cover. It's it's you do, using someone else's stuff to make an original point. Uh, right. Like which I will probably repeat myself a couple times throughout this uh, rant. But, um... So we get to... Uh, the section where he's like, oh, Lord, yeah, and it goes into the next section. He adds in some little, like, I guess you'd call it, like, scatting throughout that little first part. And it, it, it's good. But then he starts to start singing, like, out of key and, like, in these weird, like, lines and stuff. And it goes from being, again, his, like, his little ads to just singing whatever. Which, again, was then starting to annoy me. Right. So... Already, I've got a list of things that have annoyed me in this <laughs> cover. <laughs> and um, the song keeps going. 
and the farther into the song we get, the more they're not playing the song. They, they're not even playing the same riffs. They're not playing the same licks. They're not even playing the, like, the actual song. So at that point, they change it to a different song. Oh, my God, yeah. Which was your point. Yeah, and to, like, I'd say about halfway through the song, they're just playing a different song that's in the same key as Warpig's. And T-Pain's singing Warpig lyrics over this other song. And I I couldn't stand it. I I didn't even finish the song, like, towards the last 30 seconds. I turned it off and I put the original Warpigs on. Just to cleanse your palate. Yes, because, and like I just said, like we just said this a little bit ago, you can do a cover, but when you do a cover, do what's on the original recording. Change to, the key or change the tempo yeah. or change the style. Yeah. But keep the song. Yeah. Right. Like if like if I'm playing, like for instance, if if we're gonna do another one, bites the dust, that bass lick is. Legend is necessary. Yeah, is necessary. Necessary for that song. Just because we play another one bites the dust in the same key, but we're playing a completely different bass lick, or we're playing a totally different drum part, right? With singing Queen's lyrics over it, we that's not a Queen cover. That's us writing an original and couldn't come up with lyrics. Right. And um, I was I was. That's what you felt with this. I yeah, absolutely because. It went from being a, what I would call a okay cover for the first minute, minute and a half, turned into just this amalgamation of noise and just nonsense with warping lyrics over it. And it drove me nuts. Well, I would say I don't disagree with you. I think it went a little weird. I mean, I don't feel strongly about it as you do, but I didn't anyway. I was... <laughs> up and again the TikTok and the internet going holy shit T-Pain can sing yeah. other stuff and I don't mind what he's doing it's just I agree it just sounds weird I did however kind of enjoy I don't know if, have you listened to anything else from that no the, the the Journey cover is actually a lot of fun it's it's the same kind of feel it's him covering Journey and kind of doing what he wants with it to make it work for him yeah and that's what I thought about War Pigs it's, it's the same thing in, in a bass sense that I've done with covers for a long time. Mm-hmm. I gotta make them work for where my voice sits. Right. Uh, I don't generally try to re-sing things. I just try to find a way to make them work for me. He was right. generally changing it to fit something he had in his head. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the, the Journey cover is kind of fun. Yeah. When I listen to it on a daily basis or anything, absolutely not. Um, and I now I'm not even thinking what the other songs already has on there. I'm kind of blanking out. But nothing was like, oh, this is the worst thing I ever heard. And then two days later, <laughs> I see it. I'm like, oh. Jake did not enjoy this. I was so irritated. (laughs) That goes to, to, that's a good thing we can even talk about. (coughs) What, um, I'm sure you have a couple in your head, but there are songs that I know, and again, for being in cover bands all these years, you go looking for different versions of stuff. There's a handful of songs I think are absolutely how you do a cover song. Oh, absolutely. Um, And most of mine are all in the rock world, obviously. Mm -hmm. But for me, and people just blows people's mind because I'm so anti Five Finger, but their cover of Bad Company oh, yeah. is probably textbook how you cover a song. Yes, it sounds like Five Finger Death Punch. It's their 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 tone and his voice, but it's still the song. Yeah, and it just makes it sound to me better than the original in a modern sense. Right, and that's that's 
it pains me to say that, but it's not a top. <laughs> that another one for me is the non-point cover of Phil Collins in the Air Tonight. I love that version of that song. Such a good cover, my goodness. Did you hear? I don't know how new it is now, but their version of When Doves Cry. Yes, I love that that's, version that's too. That's in the last few years. That's, yeah, that's pretty recent. They're, they're a great band. Beyond that, which um, by the way, did you see them? Who they're going on tour with? Uh-uh. It's oh lord, it's, this is a stacked list. It's oh lord, it's Cold Chamber. Uh, oh, I remember seeing this poster now. Like, Cold Chamber, Mudvayne, Guar, Nonpoint, and Butcher Babies. Yeah, I couldn't remember who all it was. I remember seeing like the the, the, the poster for it. Yeah, that's a pretty sick. As uh, <laughs> a city, pretty sick lineup. Yeah. Um, do you have any covers that stand out to you as a guy who does your own? I mean, um, covers for me, actually, the first one that came to mind that to me, like you said, is how you do a cover is the uh, the new Daughtry. Where they oh, covered with, with Separate Ways. Yeah. I just actually heard that. I, I had to listen to Terrestrial Radio yesterday at the camper. <laughs> you poor uh, thing. The internet wasn't working. I was like, well, come on. I have to say, um, <coughs> I, I've thought about this for years, and it's not a big deal because nobody listens to a lot of regular radio anymore, I think. But um, uh, the the rock station out of Baltimore, uh, 98, 95, Hot 98, I forget what the, I forget the call sign now, but they are just a kick ass, like, rock station for playing modern and old stuff yeah um you know i, I have people i know i've known people at 1057 local here for a long time yeah but i've also been a very open critic about as much old classic stuff as they play for a, a station that claims to be all about new rock music right um and there's something for everybody obviously they're they're doing their thing yeah um but that there was so much new stuff that i'm used to hearing on satellite uh-huh. that played on that radio yesterday really and one of those being now i don't listen to regular terrestrial radio anymore so i don't know what even what the x is spinning anymore yeah but that cover that daughtry and lizzie hale cover i don't know if it's daughtry and lizzie hale or if it's daughtry and hailstorm i think it's daughtry and lizzie but either way it's that's like for that's probably the most recent cover that's just man that's how it should like be. that's that, again that's how a cover should be done yep. like it's still the structure of the original song it's still the song but it's it's in the style of daughtry yep and that to me is how you do a cover the same way like when i do covers i will never change how a song is written i will play it the way i play songs right and the way i think you know how how like if i was in a band with a jake project and i'd said here this is how the song is gonna be played right or how i think this band should play this song and we play that song same way like when um uh when when i was with like the lamp and we would do um we would do your love right we did it in the style (laughs) we did kind of steal that from you that's Um, that's my jam we we did we did the song in its original structure but we would do things in the style of like the lamp so you did it in uh, different tempos, maybe or different, different, uh, maybe slightly different key things of that nature. Something to match what your yeah. style of that band. That makes sense. Yeah, because I think yeah, because we played an E flat. So if you don't we, if you don't change the structure of the song, you can change the tuning all day long as right. long as you can make it sound right. Right. I mean, I've heard songs that are just standard <clears throat> songs that someone's dropped down to B. Oh you yeah, know, like that's just it can work if you do it the right way. Right. So I mean, there's lots out there. I mean, they're, and they're all over the place. There's I, I've always loved. I used to cover years ago. There's an old song called "King of Wishful Thinking," mm-hmm. old '80s tune. Yep. But there was a cover in the early 2000s by um, Newfound Glory. Oh, really? That I just think is a much cooler, and you know, and they did it in their style. Newfound Glory had two albums where they did 
covers from movies like the theme from Titanic and you know stuff from the Karate Kid like it, it's yeah. all in their style and it's, it's like six or seven songs per album huh. from the screen to the stereo one and two if you just want a cool thing to hear like old movies 80s yeah. and 90s movie themes done in their style yeah awesome look it up sometime it's, I just say I gotta listen to that that's, a, that's pretty I, cool I just love the way they took that 80s vibe and that original song has a very 80s synth pop kind of vibe and they made it sound like a newfound glory song yeah um, that's another one I thought and Disturbed is a band that does great covers um, I am not a fan of Sound of Silence and not because I don't appreciate the original one I don't like to be that depressed <laughs> um, but that cover of theirs is top notch oh absolutely am I tired of hearing it absolutely not as much as Bald Dave because he has to sing as Disturbed Tree Band stricken but he gets props for it all the time in fact somebody posted a video that he reposted I think yesterday mm -hmm. the last gig they did in Altoona or something a couple weeks ago yeah somebody at the bar or in the other band somebody had not seen them posted a video of him singing it because he does that basically they play a track of the background because it's all simple oh, and, yeah, stuff, yeah, and yeah. the guys walk off stage and this guy was so impressed he had to take a video of Dave and Dave doesn't toot his own horn much anymore he used to back in the day <laughs> um, all singers do it but he, he he reposted it because he was clearly happy with how it sounded yeah. and that is a good cover yeah I just you know, I, it got played to death, and I got tired of the, oh, my God, David Draymond's a good singer. No shit. <laughs> he always was. I, just because you guys only hear the, the, the weird noises on Stupefies, yeah. I can sing. Um, you know, that's, and they, they years ago had, of course, they had a cover of Shout on their first record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the was just awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing one. What's the other cover they did really well? Because um, they did one on the... Oh, album. um, the Phil Collins one... Oh, Land of Confusion. Yeah, Land of Confusion. I cover that song. Gee, that version. <laughs> yeah, I know they did a cover on a later album between that and Sound of Silence that I forget what it was, but it wasn't great. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, we're, 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 they expect the cover from us. Let's just do this one. Right. Um, and Five Finger Death Punch, I think, did that when they did that awful version of the Offspring song. What Offspring song? Going Away. Oh, I didn't even know they did it's that terrible. one. It's terrible. They made it like oh, really? super slow. I don't know. I, people loved it. Again, people love it. They love them. I don't. But they know how to make a cover. They yeah. even have a cover that I don't think everybody was really happy with by uh, uh, the Nella Cool J song. Uh, Mama Said Knock You Out. Oh, yeah. And I think their version is just a cool, updated version. My brother-in-law loves that it one. It didn't go off anywhere. Nobody's like, oh, that's the cover we got to hear from them. But I, I actually enjoy it. There are some things of theirs I do enjoy. <laughs> and, and I Or um, their version of House of the Rising Sun. That's okay. okay. But I felt like that was them trying to... Recapture uh, what they did with Bad Company. Fair, that yeah. Came afterwards, yeah. And it's not bad. It's just not. It's it's an okay cover. It's like an okay said. cover. Yeah, I mean there are bad covers out there, but there's locally good ones. Um, I mean they're gone now, but I at some point at length I'll get into a rant about Negative Space. Back in the day, they were, man, they were top notch. Jimmy, I know you're gonna listen to this. <laughs> please keep your ego in check so your head fits through your own door. But they did a cover way way back a basically sped up almost pop pop punky version of faithfully by journey oh really which i actually in a band i was actually in with one of the members jim that same said drummer jimmy we actually pulled that over in our, my band johnny chimpo and did that for years okay i we loved it um i have a recording they did like a they did like a rough studio recording i have it somewhere it's just again it wasn't just because they were friends or they were good at it. there's a way to do a cover yeah take a song that's so slow and for journey it's an iconic met you know slow oh, ballad. Yeah. And they made this fun, you know, kind of party band groove thing for bars. It was great. Yeah. Um, Lindhurst, 
rolls into that that um, oh the Rick Astley Rick Astley cover and that is its own joke because of the internet but that's not a bad song that's I, rem- a, I remember that's a good the f- 80s tune that really worked and somehow it became some internet meme about getting Rick rolled yeah but their version of it the version Ed came up with is excellent I remember the first time I heard that which was I think the first Lindhurst show at West York End oh okay I had seen Ed do it Ed was doing that when he was doing his solo stuff before he formed Lindhurst so he had a couple songs out that he would do yeah and he was playing as a one man thing he had a yep. looper yep. Sound, and I saw him do that on his own one time okay one music or one of those things and I'm yeah. like yeah man you, you get it now Ed also has a cover background so, so he gets oh, it yeah. too in fact his band Gunmetal Grey does a very good cover of uh, Hotel California I love that um, I think that's it. pulled I, they'll, they could correct me I think that's pulled a little bit for some other versions that are out there yeah and they definitely made their own version of it oh yeah and it's excellent I just saw that they had a video posted from a new club they played up in uh, Harrisburg last uh, Friday night a place called oh, yeah, Terminal, yeah. which is the old hardware bar for those of us who are old enough to remember that place <laughs> they got a place closed before you could go into a bar probably but uh, and the crowd always digs it and I've actually forgotten how good that covers I haven't been able to see those guys in a long time but yeah. you know again there's plenty of local bands doing some cool not just straight one to one covers they're doing some great renditions yeah you know and then bands like mine like Fell From Zero will steal those like you know, <laughs> like that Taylor Swift cover from Blank Space yeah. Blank Space I love doing that version yeah. I know I Prevail will never play it live again they so much have said they've got four albums of their own music why would they do that I remember when I used to be so against bands that got popular off of a cover I think there's a, still a stigma about that there's still people I mean those guys using I Prevail as an example um, big fans in this house uh, they've gotten Grammy nods and won Grammys now but there are people like oh you guys are just a, you know you got big, you got famous and big because you covered something yeah. you know, they covered something really well and got them noticed and that, then they got a record deal of it, and they've made four good albums because of that. That's what changed my mind on them, was initially I was that, like, kind of stubborn, like, oh, you got big off of covering somebody. But then, you know, knowing what goes into making a cover, and then, like you just said, they did it in their own you style. Don't, if you don't know that's a Taylor Swift song, or you're not a fan of the original, yeah. you would have no idea that's the same song. Right. They're not even close. Like, vocally, they sound nothing. obviously nothing alike. Yeah. But it's it's the, it's still the song. I mean, yeah. I actually tried learning that song acoustically, like her version. Oh, really? Just because I know the lyrics so well, yeah. and it just feels weird. Yeah. There's no, no one's yelling it anymore. <laughs> no uh, but like, yeah. So what changed? Like, what also like led me to that is I had a friend that was uh, whose brother was huge into them, and whenever we'd go and hang out or something, they would they would be playing, and they'd be like, "Oh, this is Iron Maiden." Then I started to get a little bit more into right. it once I started hearing their original, original material, stuff. and then because um, I think it was was it gasoline? Gasoline is uh, that's the one that hooked me. Song. And that's three albums in. I mean, that's one. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Their, their current album has some really. I like a good heavy, in your face ballsy song, and they have a lot of that. Good when, driving. When Body Bag came out, Body Bag is such a good, and that song got nominated for a Grammy. For body, a song. body Bag is my go-to workout song. And there, and there's there again. You guys are just a bunch of guys got famous from a cover. Yeah, they didn't get rich from it. In fact, they're probably not rich now. Yeah, people don't understand it. There, <laughs> there are very few people that are rich from the music industry. Right. You know, you got to be like. Top of the you gotta be Taylor Swift, yeah, you know, to make that kind of money these days. So, one band that I've also been extremely stubborn against and um, still am because, like, you know, (laughs) you know, your hatred towards Five Finger, I have a hatred towards this band, 
And that's Greta Van Fleet. Oh my god. You mean we're not even trying to pretend that we're not Led Zeppelin? Great value Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I've never heard that before. That's, oh my god. I remember Greta Van Zeppelin, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like I remember the first time I heard Highway Two, which again I've heard people cover it. Right. Hot and dangerous. And they do it justice. It sounds fantastic when they However, do However. However, if you didn't know that was Greta Van Fleet, you'd oh just sitting there covering some Zeppelin song you never heard before. I was sitting, I was on vacation when I when this happened. I was uh, I was on vacation in Jersey, and uh, my brother comes in the room. He's like, "Dude, you gotta listen to this song because he, he hates Zeppelin." All right, I I, I actually <laughs> don't disagree with him. No, I don't say that's not true. I don't hate Zeppelin. I just there's a. There's a 70s classic rock building blocks of all modern rock stuff that I just can't get into. Right. I, I have my own opinions Z on Zeppelin Z Zeppelin's, as well. Zeppelin's one of those that, like, yeah, man, I get it, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I'm never going to sit down and listen to that Zeppelin album. It's not my thing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So he comes in, he's like, you got to listen to this song, and he plays the video for Highway Tune. And he doesn't show me it. He just plays it. And I thought this was like a re like a, a new released Zeppelin tune that was like an old track that they found right. and remastered and and here he shows me it's the it's these these kids doing this song. I was like, Oh, that's kinda crazy. He sounds a lot like Robert Plant and the whole band sounds like Zeppelin and this and that. But then I started to see the trend. Everything. Yeah, where they were everywhere and every but every title I saw on a post, on an article, was Modern day Led Zeppelin. Second coming of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, yeah no. Which is what annoyed me. Me too. Like, I can understand if you have classic rock influence from bands like Led Zeppelin, and when you start a band and you start to sound, like, pull from that and create your own sound. Right. Awesome. But when you start to pull from them and sound exactly like them, and that's what's making you popular, that's when I start to not like you. Right. Because you're. Rising to fame on somebody Some, else's on sound. Someone else's back, yep. yep. Uh, and still to this day, I see him on TikTok or I see him on social media and, and or I'll hear a new song that they release. And it's like... Yeah, I, I've, I've formed, uh, and again, yeah, I will use Five Finger because that's who I always go to for what, you know, my number one, a good band that I can't stand because I don't like what the, the singer has to say and his, yeah. whole, his whole attitude. Hell of musicians, he's a hell of a lot better writer than I'll ever be. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just fact but i don't have to like it right but i don't like that they are popular for the sake of being popular i don't i think some of their songs are just retreads this it's like the reverse nickelback we talked yeah. about how everybody hates nickelback because all their songs sound the same when in fact they don't just their radio songs yeah because they know how to make money right chad kroger's not stupid oh like, absolutely i'm sorry it's kroger he, he's is it fun. Kruger? He just this like last year. He, he they've been doing a lot of interviews. I see a lot of stuff on TikTok. Them yeah. breaking down their songs, which I enjoy, whether it's Nickelback or not. It's the band talking about how they wrote this song or that song. Like we had this riff, and then he started singing this. Like oh man, I love hearing that behind the yeah. scenes stuff. But he actually went on, and they were you know they 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 go on and they like look at their own memes. Yeah. I'm like oh that's hilarious. That's oh yeah. The photo, the graph one. The photo, yeah. <laughs> but he actually said uh, people have been saying my name wrong for twenty some years. It's Kruger. It's pronounced Kruger, huh. and he said the media's been calling me Kroger for so long, I just didn't feel like uh, correcting him. Yeah. But that's actually how you pronounce my last name. Huh. Like, I learned something new today. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, which I'm sure everyone was like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, that's the verse thing. Everybody gives them shit about that. Five Finger Death Punch to me is just the metal version of that. Yeah. Their shit all sounds like the same song. He's Or not necessarily instrumentally, 
but he's talking about the same shit every time. It was like, this is the greatest song he ever wrote. Yeah. Just like the one he just released, which sounds like the same song. Like, yeah. That's my. That's a lot of my bitch. Not that they're not talented musicians, and I guess there's some talent in the guy clearly, but his personal demons are making him tell the same story for ten albums over and over. Right. How is no one bored with this? <laughs> it, it, that reminds me because you, when you brought up Nickelback and kind of backtracking to the the covers conversation, and I think I might have even talked about this on the last episode. But if you haven't heard it, Nickelback's cover of "Sad but True," the Metallica song. I'm sure I have. It's not a studio recording. It's from a live like festival or something, and it looks like it's from like the Silver Side Up era. It probably was. Like he still kind of looks like Cowardly Lion at the time. <laughs> oh. And. Um, put him on, put him on. Yeah, <laughs> I think again. I think it was actually it was my sister that showed me this because she knows that I, I at the time I was huge into Metallica, and she's like, "Oh, listen to this Metal or uh, this Metallica cover that Nickelback did." And I was like, "Ah, oh, here we go." Yeah, right. and, and, but then, right. but then as soon as he comes in with that first, hey, oh my he god, has, he has a better voice. And you know, I always point this out, and there, are, there are detractors. That, believe it or not, I find it hard to believe there are people out there that don't like Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Oh my god. They don't well, like him and I'm like, okay, I don't get it, or sure. It's okay. But to be I, wrong. I, that's my argument sometimes that you know Corey Taylor not only really likes him, him and Chad are friends. Yeah. But Corey Taylor's a nickelback fan. Oh yeah. The big one of the big issues back in the day with them was because Roadrunner signed them, which they were really only known for slipknot at the time, and everybody's like, We're a metal label, what are you doing? Like making money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if the guy who basically and, Slipknot has since long left him. And in fact, I'm not even sure if Nickelback isn't just on their own label. And I know he has his own imprint. That he signed, signed Theory of Dead Man, some other bands, so that okay. label and got it. That was early on. But there are people who are far more influential in the metal world, like Corey motherfucking Taylor, yeah. that think, hey, this is okay, and you just won't, people won't let it go. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, there's always going to be some band or some, you know, artist that some, everybody's going to come after. There's always the one guy. It depends on the genre, you know. Well, that, that gets almost to a political bend, but Lil Nas X. Yeah. You know, I don't care for any of his stuff. Yeah. It's not going to be my thing. I get why people like him and why he was polarizing, but there's something going to point at yeah. this guy. And I, I don't know, even know who Sam Smith is, but he had that whole thing recently in the Grammys or something where he was, he did the performance, he was like a devil. Oh, and like, yeah. All the moms groups that. were losing their minds. Yeah. And like, who gives a shit? <laughs> my God, you know there's other things even in the music world that are far more important than that. Right. And I just watched a video yesterday um, on TikTok where I watch everything. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> I can always, I, I, I can always tell when you wake up because you send me so many in the mornings. <laughs> they're coming through my super important personal information. <laughs> yeah, please take my identity and make it better. Um, it was Pink and Kelly Clarkson. Um, they just had the iHeart Music Awards. Like yeah, last yeah, year. yeah. Kelly Clarkson singing a Pink song. And Pink stands up in the audience and starts singing with her, and they get on stage, and it was like an emotional experience. Like, yeah. Hearing people that can sing that well, and Pink, I'm a rock guy, but man, that woman can I have a soft spot for sing. Pink. My God, um, and and Kelly Clarkson too. I always I always thought her voice was oh, beautiful. Yeah. It just it's something like that, something out of my normal, out of the box. Yeah. So good to hear just these two women with these great voices and someone's going to find a reason to hate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's somebody on the internet going, ah, well, I didn't like her hair. That's very... Yeah. Uh, what the hell, man? <laughs> Enjoy it for enjoying sake. I don't know. That got way off the cover song, Mark. 
They really did. But this is going to be our format now. Tangents. Yeah. We should name this. <laughs> we should just name this podcast Tang- Tangents. Tangent. The podcast. Now we're stick with that. It's funny when you say about Pink because, like, like I said, I have a huge soft soft spot for Pink. I right. love her music. Always did. But I have a playlist on my Spotify that's just it's called Guilty Pleasure Songs. Oh yeah. And it's like, I think at least the first. 10 songs are pink. Well, they should be. It's like pink. That woman can't write a bad song. Oh, no. I was, when I first got into the biz all those many, many cycles ago, put in Star Wars terms, <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Yeah. Uh, we, we're getting to that segment. In a <laughs> um, her first album when it came out, and, I, and that was when, you know, it was the MTV land. You yep. turn on MTV and you'd hear, you'd see a rap song, an R&B song, a rock song, everything. Yes. Yep. And her first album came out. I was like, "Man, this is awesome." Yeah, and she's easy on the eyes too. Oh yeah, still is. She's, that woman does. She is. She ages flawlessly. Quite fun to look at. Uh, <laughs> but I listened to that album. I bought that album because. Oh really? Not, yeah, I, I listened to that over and over. I mean, I'm sure I still have that CD somewhere. Is that the? Um, does that have? Is that the album that has so what on it? No. No. Um, there you go. Was her first there single and. If I remember the album cover right, because that's what maybe triggered. It's just a picture of her close up with glasses on. And of course, her pink hair she used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so what? I think is her second or third album. Is it okay? Yeah, that was when she really started writing like stuff about that she wanted to write. Yeah. That first album is definitely a formula. We're gonna make you a star. Here's some songs you're gonna sing. Right. But um, and I bought it her. Oh, she's from Philly. She's a PA girl. It's oh, all that's this right. Stuff. She is. There was so much more going on with her than talently. Yeah. You know, in her talent. Than right. We were gonna ever see if she didn't break out on her own. So. Right. Yeah, she's. She's not a guilty pleasure, dude. That's not. I used to say that about Huey Lewis too. Oh, oh really? Like, You're a guilty pleasure, I'm like Huey Lewis and News. I don't have any guilt about that. If not you, one damn bit. If you would see that guilty pleasures playlist, it is it, like Pink is the tamest thing on there. Hey, it goes playlists for, are for what they need to be. It goes from like Pink. I think there's like two Spice Girls songs on there. It goes to Shakira, J Lo. I'm pretty sure Plain White Tees are in there. That's eclectic. That's the word. I'm <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing bad there, but that's a. You're right. That's an odd. I wouldn't expect to see you pull a place playlist together like that. I gotta, I gotta be in a certain mood to listen to that. Like, that's like a. I need to unwind, so I'll put that on. Well, and we have that kind of stuff like at work. I'll put on like an R&B station on satellite yeah. or a hip hop station because that's the kind of clientele we have. And most of my employees, they're not. They're less into what I listen to and more. So I hear a lot of that stuff, but. Uh, if it's made after like 2010 and it's any kind of hip hop, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. It's mumble rap and it's weird nonsense that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean anything. I guess I'm just out of touch. But I remember when not just rap songs, but music in general was supposed to tell a story. Yeah. And yeah, sure, there's a pop formula to make money, but uh, <laughs> I just, I can't. I can't with the stuff. I can't. And if you go all the way to the bottom of that playlist, you got, I know this might be a surprise, but so there's yes. in sync at the very bottom of that playlist. It's also not a guilty pleasure. I bought No Strings Attached at midnight. Did you really? The it came out because I was so, it was so catchy. Yeah. And then that's back when they had to make into the video thing on TV. Mm-hmm. You could see, like, it was like 24-7 in sync. And I was just like, damn it, this song's good. I'll do the rest of it. And I did. I made my wife go to Walmart at midnight when they were allowed to sell it. And I made her purchase it. So everybody asked. I'm like, I did <laughs> um, Here I am admitting on the internet. I, I paid for that CD. She just handed the money over. You know, I've only ever gone to a midnight release of anything whether it be music movies video games or anything and it was um when endgame came out on dvd and i waited in front of walmart to get it yeah to get it on on dvd i didn't buy it on blu-ray because i didn't own a blu-ray player 
I don't even know if I actually physically own Endgame. There was a point in the Marvel movies where I just started buying everything digitally. Yeah. Um, because space. Because um, space. I, I have bins of DVDs and Blu-rays that I just don't even watch. Like, why do I have them? Yeah. Besides the digital copy. And then, of course, Disney rolls along years later and I can get access to any of those movies at any time. But, yeah, I, I used to do... We did a couple of midnight viewings of movies. We oh, that, the, those I've done. We did the Harry Potter stuff with our kid. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, that was just the thing we always did. And... Um, I, I do more opening nights than I do when well when they start rolling opening nights back to like seven p.m. Yep. <laughs> instead of midnight. You I mean like before mid- bedtime? <laughs> I think the last midnight showing we went to, which actually I think they started at ten thirty, but it was like the earliest they do then. Right. Was the last Harry Potter movie? Okay. Um, but after that, like all the Marvel stuff, I try to you know catch the seven o'clock opening night. Like when we went to see uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, I, that's my. My go-to thing. Number one, it's usually always a Thursday and I don't have anything going on. Yeah. Can't screw up my band schedule if I don't. <laughs> in fact, I don't know how I'm going to see Guardians. We're going to be in Nashville. Oh, man. And you might have to find a local theater and go. go. a local theater. I'm like, we might have to wait till we come home just stay off the internet. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see it Tuesday when we get back. But, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. Music-wise, I used to go when I was uh, working Thursday <clears> and it was like New Music Day. Yeah. I would go. That was back when they still had The Wall. In malls, you might not even remember. I that. do kind of remember the wall. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, it was FYE before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, um, yep. Less knickknacks, more all music. But, right. Um, I used to go into the mall. I'd stay up after my third shift job if something was coming out till ten when the mall opened that day, yeah. so I could get like first dibs on the new cassette um, <laughs> or CD. Um, and then I made friends with a local. There was a local record shop in one of our towns, mm-hmm. um, and I actually would beg him like a week ahead. He had them. Most, yep. most record stores have them a week yep. in advance and I would beg him to let me he's like I can't There's if somebody a, finds out I sold that to you I won't be able to sell I won't get any new stuff anymore like there's who's going to know in old Myerstown, Pennsylvania that I've got this new Naughty by Nature album you gave me a week early and he did that one that one he let go and it was not their best so I could see why it wasn't a big deal there's a it still exists um, there's a, a record store I mean now they sell records music video games and all that kind of stuff um, but we, my whole family, like the, the ones that still buy CDs and such, right. uh, we know that they do the same thing still. So like, they'll always have it a couple of days prior. So we'll go in and make nowadays with the internet, man. It, yeah. You can get it a week early if you really, you know, there are websites I've heard that you can get that stuff early. I don't, I've never been beyond such a thing. Damn Napster. Oh, Napster. <laughs> Man, again, I'm sure there's a billion of them out there. We could do a whole podcast episode on Napster. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, there's a lot of cool stuff like that, that yeah. you can do. But yeah. It's whether or not people really want to do it anymore. Yeah. And that, that actually ties right into that last internet. Mm-hmm. It's hard for people to go out and physically buy something and get an excitement for a midnight showing or review or, or opening or grabbing an album, you know what I mean? Grabbing right. a new InSync album. Yeah. Uh, man, if those guys made another album, they'd make a mint. <laughs> Except the only one that doesn't need the money is Timberlake. Um, but I think it was um, on, I, again, on TikTok, I think, because I follow Lance Bass on TikTok, right. um, he did a podcast recently with one of the members from Backstreet Boys, and they had said, like, picture this, Stadium tour, in sync, Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls. Uh, it would be well. It'd be like today. Oh, seven hundred dollars for nosebleeds. You know what? Oh yeah, yourself. That would that would be the same as like when Motley Crue just did yeah. their stadium tour. And I think we've all seen the videos where we know that's not worth the money. I have the videos from when I went to that. Uh, 
Man, what a... I, I mean, I'm not a Motley Crue fan, so, I mean... Oh. and But I understand why people would want to go see them. After they, like, my wife, huge fan, grew up on them. Yep. But I would never pay that much money for what clearly is not a good-sounding show. Oh, no. Wait, um, I don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on nostalgia. I can do that <laughs> at home on guitars. I yeah. The only reason that I wound up going was because... Uh, it, I, I, and I'll always remember this. I was at work. This is back when I was doing construction. Right. Um, we were on our way to a, our last job for the day, and I get a text from my old guitarist, Andy. Um, and he's like, hey, I got, I got a friend who is... Uh, they got different tickets and they have a set of two tickets and they, they're selling them for 20 bucks a piece. You want to go? Oh, that's and so I was like, absolutely. absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I think I Venmoed him 20 bucks and then I got off work and we went and saw the show, but it stormed. That's right. I remember that in Hershey. And they postponed the show for like, a, a, right until the storm would end. But as soon as the storm ended, they sent Joan Jett out on stage. People weren't even in their seats yet, because they, you know, they put them underneath the, right, the, right, the right. seats. She was on stage, and people were still just coming out and getting into their seats. And um, we wound up being late because of all the traffic and stuff. Right. Um, so we missed Joan Jed. Uh, that's a shame because she's amazing. I, I have seen, seen her, her twice now. I have seen her once uh, when she opened up for Sticks, and um, she was fantastic. Yeah, she really is. She still rocks it. Oh at yeah. sixty something or she is. Now. And I was so bummed that I missed her. But again, at the time, I had already seen her. So right. I think in that entire lineup of. Joan was it Joan Jet Poison Def Leppard Motley Crue? Yeah. I had seen three out of the four already. The only one I hadn't seen at the time was Poison. Uh. And um, at, and they switched the stages so fast between Joan's yeah from behind. from Joan to Poison it was, it had to have been fifteen minutes, and um because we got we got out of our car, um and she was hitting the last note of her set. Which was, and I want to say it was Bad Reputation. Well, that probably makes sense. And um, it was either Bad Reputation or I Love Rock and Roll. One of the two. Um, I can't remember what she ended with the two times I saw her. But, uh, so she she ended the set and we're, we're kind of booking it to the stadium to get in there. And, um, you know, we get in and all that. And the intro reel to uh, Poison's already playing. And so we're like, all right, we got to get going. And then the show started, and uh, they came out to um, look what the cat dragged in. Which, me being, uh, <laughs> I would say, me being the 80s hair fan oh, yeah, that yeah. I am, I was in all my glory. Right, you should be. And then Motley Crue hit the stage, and... It was time to go home. Yeah, yeah no, there was... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't think I've ever had a storm delay show. Um, I, had a, I had a storm cancel the, the rest of a show. You know, that might have happened to me once. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> this was at a show um, at Hershey Park Stadium. It was the show of the summer. That was the title. It was like, oh, okay. it, it was a festival type deal. Gotcha. That uh, I went with a friend that uh, wh whose parents had won tickets. <clears throat> and we didn't really want to go, but we weren't going <laughs> to, we weren't going to let the tickets yeah, go to know. waste. So uh, the, oh, who was it? The last lady that I actually knew, something Carpenter, Christina Carpenter, so 
forget her. I want to say the last name was Carpenter, but I forget. Um, she came out, did their first song, and they made her leave. Oh. And the, the, some random tech guy came out. He's like, we have to cancel the rest of the show because there's a storm and a tornado watch coming in. Oh, shit. And we looked out. This was, and it was hovering over Chocolate World. That you could just see the dark oh, clouds. God. And we're like, let's get out of here. Because we used to work at, both of us worked at Chocolate World at the time. Okay. So we parked in the employee parking lot. And we're booking it. And we had just, like, we were, I'd say we were just feet away from the car. And the storm caught us, and we were drenched. Oh, I've been caught in those. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, I've been caught in those, too. Yeah. And uh, the other act of that show of the summer that I, I say unfortunately saw was Jake Paul. Oh. And on that note, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, I think we're running long again. <clears throat> a little bit. We do that. We talk. That's what happens. Tangents. It, it doesn't matter to anyone except me, because i got to spend six hours editing. <laughs> But, um, okay. Those are the three things I have to look for. But, um, and okay. We, uh, before we head out, uh, I want to bring up something that I plan to bring up. For all that don't know, I have an issue with Jake. Oh, no. Because Jake, oh. I understand <laughs> that he's younger than me by all but half. But we have a lot of the same interests. We've seen a lot of things, same things. But I found out recently Jake has not seen some very important pop culture movies in his lifetime. Never watched them, not even some of them. And I am just blown away by this. Um, the one that's probably more personal to me than <laughs> the other ones is Scott Pilgrim. Yes. I mean, you can't see out of frame, but I have Scott Pilgrim stuff <laughs> all over this room. He has never seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He's a comic book creator, a musician, into stuff like that. My God, man. <laughs> My God, you are missing out on one of the best movies ever made Ugh. for people like us. I'm not, hands down, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. The star power in it, just the way it's done and filmed, excellent. And I just found out this week they're doing an anime sequel. I did hear about that, and yeah. And the entire voice cast from the movie, Chris Evans, um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the guy that played Scott that I'm blanking out on. <laughs> oh my God, what is his name? Uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Like, everybody that was in that movie is doing their voice, character voices. Really? Uh, I don't know if it's a readaption or adaptation of it as an anime or they're doing a sequel, which is weird because a lot of the characters don't make it to the movie. Right. It's a whole thought. It's almost like a video game thing. It's, yeah. It's crazy. But he hasn't seen it. Um, that's number one on your list. I'm going to do a feature from these. I'm going to have Jake watch these movies and then quiz him the next podcast. Oh, God. It's like a pop quiz. On whether or not he actually watched it. We're going to see if... <laughs> Stan Lewis from one of my, my podcasts I love... Uh, we're going to find out if Jake's been paying attention. <laughs> um, but on that list is not just Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but classics like Jaws. Yep, never seen Jaws. He's basically never seen an entire Star Wars film. And I understand not everybody's into Star Wars, but it's like one of the biggest franchises of all time. How have you not made it through the movies? That's that's a whole that's a whole other genre of thing. I'm trying to think of how far I've made it into episode four. Because that's the only that's the that's, only one I've made it the farthest. That's into. the one. Uh, there's a there's a there's a, a watch list for Star Wars. They yeah. say now with all the sequels and prequels that you can do to make it chronologically right. Right. And for the story, they say you should watch episode one and two. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Episode four. Okay. Um, episode five, which is Empire. You get the big reveal that everybody. There's no spoilers to that anymore. <laughs> And when you get that reveal in Empire, you go back and watch one, two, and three. You can skip one if you want to. It's a terrible movie. 
Oh, it does, I it saw five minutes of it one. It doesn't set up a lot. You can watch it for the setup. There's some cool shit with Darth Maul and lightsabers because at the time we hadn't seen any Star Wars on screen for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. So seeing guys have a lightsaber battle was cool. <laughs> but it's not great. But you could watch episode two and three, then go back and watch Return of the Jedi, which is six. Yes. And then watch the sequels. Or some people hate the sequels. I don't. I think they're just good. They're the same story yeah. with new effects. But there's an or, watch order that makes the story make sense. Or you can watch them as they're intended. Watch four, five, and six. Go back and watch the first three. You know, watch Rogue One and Solo and the stuff where it fits the way it came out too, because that's the way I saw it. Yeah. I saw it in order of when it was released, not order of the story. Right. Whole nother thing. <laughs> also, and this one's just a personal thing to me because I don't know why you haven't seen this movie because it fits right into some of the like the lower budget stuff you like but also it was at the time a high budget movie we talked about this the other week Robocop oh yeah dude (laughs) that is some of the best 90 minutes of my life as far as like the 80s schlocky kind of violence yeah but it's it had a budget so it looks good for the most part and still kind of holds up (laughs) but a movie like that could never ever be made oh no You've got, I'm, I'm going to just give you projects, but I'm telling you right now, Scott Pilgrim's <laughs> If you have time to watch the other ones and get ahead, great. But you're going to watch that before we get together again. I don't care if you have to watch the morning of the podcast. Hell, I'll watch it again for the seventh <laughs> I love that movie. That being said, that's going to be a feature for now. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> find out if Jake's been paying attention. Or something to that effect. We're going to find a name for it. Hello, Jingle. Movies great. that Jake hasn't watched. Yeah, yeah. What's Jake been watching? Not this. Nothing. <laughs> That being said, uh, just stuff like that I want to get into on this yeah. podcast. Little things that it gets us uh, not only just talking about what our, how our week was and what we got going on, but, well, there's some shit we can learn. I'm sure there's some stuff. You're going to force Phoebe and Alice Cooper album or something like that. Oh. Uh, and we can we can go back and forth with, hey, have you ever heard this before? Nope. Now I'm going to ask you about it. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get there. Think yeah. of something like that. It'll be yeah. fun. So, um, anything you want to plug besides your book coming out? We're talking about this. You're obviously still doing your training with your legacies. Uh... I was just going to say, Three Legacies, upcoming show, April 29th uh, in Lancaster at Brightside Opportunity Center here in Lancaster. And um, our show, show April 15th. April 15th. Obviously, Dave and I have the the duo gig on Friday, this Friday the 7th um, at Valley Tavern. I forgot to mention earlier, I have a solo gig at Falls Hotel on the 18th. Um, I believe you booked another one there too, didn't you? She said you contacted her, or I did, and uh, she has to send me some dates. Okay, so you didn't book yet, but she did tell me you, that you contacted. So you yep. back doing that thing. Um, I have dates. I have. I, I have. I I made a big step and I bought a planner. Oh, cool. <laughs> Welcome to nineteen ninety seven. I I hate using the calendar on my phone for some reason. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more digital, brother. I'm I'm about technology. Skynet, come for me. I'm I, here for my robot overlords. I'd rather have just a pen and paper in a book that I can write it down. At least it's there. Um, but I have to look at my book. But I know I just set. I think it's three dates. Um, with the Fredericksburg Eagle. Oh, you played there. Oh, yeah, okay, a handful of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I played there once years ago, but I mean, that's obviously not far from hometown. Yeah. So. And that's, like, for, for me, too. Yeah, well, yeah, because we're going to skip same, over yeah, there with the guitar and hey, oh, yeah. here I am. <laughs> Everything's just loaded in the, the trunk of my car and just, here I am. Yep. I love that now. We, now I don't have to lug an amp around with oh, me and stuff. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Headrush Effects. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, <coughs> uh, in particular, Bob Patterson for forcing it down Jake's throat. Um, that took so long till I pulled the trigger on but that. But it's so worth it. Oh, yeah. My God, so worth it. I don't even play the amount of 
styles and things that you you'll mess with on it. And I said that to you. You should guys. see my downloads folder of how many packs I just downloaded from oh, the forum. I'm just I'm I'm gonna point out that <coughs> if for any reason they want to you know sponsor the show, uh, the good people at Headrush Effects, good good times. They make some excellent stuff. Uh, you know we're both we're both users of the products. So Absolutely. Maybe, uh, if you'd like to see some videos of us using your product, that might be a different story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can change the foot the foot switch here. Look, I'm using a different patch. Uh, that's, this does a thing. A lot to learn, but the days of digital stuff not being quality anymore are long gone. And not having to take an amplifier, yeah. not having to take this giant thing <laughs> that shows. Yeah. That thing weighs more than me. I'm never taking it out of the again. <laughs> this sounds awesome. Also, shout out to Mesa Engineering. Uh, a subsidiary of Gibson USA, uh, and uh, our, our good friends at Ampeg. Uh, anything else I have in the background? ESP, PRS, whatever. I mean, anybody wants to sponsor Pepto Bismol? I don't care. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> Sam's Club Water. It's delicious. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we can get into, and yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about. Maybe even one of these days we'll play a song for people. Yeah. Maybe get on here and jam out and. We got guests coming. In fact, if anybody's listening has any ideas of somebody they want to hear us talk with, um, maybe we can get them in the studio here. I'd love to have everybody sitting with us. Yeah. Um, but even if we have to do some sort of, you know, we'll go remote and talk to them and bring it to the show later. Or, but if you've got bands or local musicians, artists, I don't care, comic book people, yep, um, whatever, wrestlers, yeah. I mean, maybe we just get one of your one of your fellow trainees, your coach, sometime. And yeah. We can come to you guys. We'll we'll do a remote and yeah. you know stuff like that. I mean, that's what this is about. I'm not. I don't think we were ever going to pigeonhole this into just music. It just yeah. seems to be our main drive. This is, hey, this is Jake and Bob just talking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to the talk hour with Jake and Bob. Also, I'll do voiceovers. I don't know really <laughs> at this point. Uh, but uh, I think that's probably going to do it for episode two. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, going to hopefully get on some kind of schedule. Of course, this weekend will be out. It is Easter here in the States. Yep. Uh, so coming up. So we will probably not get together as we do get together on Sundays. And yeah. It's a holy day. If that's what you're into, um, but so, also to... my birthday. Oh, actually, it's the day before my birthday, but we're gonna just celebrate it on Easter. Oh, your birthday's Monday. Yep. Oh well, uh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Ahead of time, he's uh, 17 now. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost old enough to vote and go to war. Uh, maybe 25. 25. 25. Quarter of a century old this year. I'm getting old. Your insurance goes down. This year. <laughs> my insurance. Times. It's the best thing I tell you about 25. <laughs> Other than when you get to 46. 25 was awesome. <laughs> go back. Uh, that being said, I am Bob. I'm Jake. We uh we are nailed at the podcast, and we will see you guys next time. See you. See you.